The Fake Show podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Hutchison & Stephan, North Fifth Brewing Company, Threads of Envy, The Tone Factory Recording Studios, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Eric Roberts made a bit of a splashy showing last year as Junior Marsh on HBO's The Righteous Gemstones. In fact, it seems like whenever he's on a TV show, he's sort of a scene stealer on everything from Suits to Grey's Anatomy and so many more. And of course, we all first became aware of Eric Roberts in such films as Star 80 and The Pope of Greenwich Village. Eric is now in a brand new holiday film as I've got Eric Roberts on the line right now in Los Angeles. Hello, Jim in Las Vegas. Eric, welcome back to the program and congratulations on the new holiday film, Jingle Smells. Have you ever done a holiday film before? I have, and you don't need to sound quite so shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, As a a matter of fact, I've done very few, and uh, when when I do them, I'm very proud of it because it's my own time and I'll play Psychopaths. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, Do do, do, do you know what the story's about? Um, Vaguely. I mean, I've seen the trailers with you and John Schneider and Jim Brewer. A pretty good cast, actually, too. We know that Nick Gutman is a force to take a job with his dad's crooked garbage company. And then uh, he's asked to destroy canceled toys before Christmas. Yeah. So Nick takes on a secret identity of Jingle Smells. And... and, uh, basically becomes Robin Hood for the holiday season. That's basically what it is. Uh, excellent. And uh, since I don't make a lot of, a lot of feel-good movies, here we go. Uh, I read that you work, you have worked on two or three films a day. How do you do that? Well, it's a trick, and it all depends on your manager and her scheduling technique and uh, how, uh, how like, good she is at it and how she can keep people calm who are waiting for you on another set across town. Yeah. So it's a trick. And and um, you gotta you gotta make everybody calm and everybody happy and you gotta show up ready to work. But when you when you do that three or four hundred times, everybody knows you're dependable. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I see the list of films you've made, and it's it's almost hard to believe when you look at IMDb and you see people have over six hundred films. You doubt it sometimes, but with you, I don't I, because <laughs> I know you. that. I know they're all out there, and I know that you're a guy who loves to work. I read recently that there is a role that you'd love to play, and that is a ballet dancer, Rudolph Nureyev, yeah? I would love to play Nureyev after he stopped dancing, because I don't dance, of course. But I love Nureyev's life, and I love his psyche, and I love his tragedy of life, and I love his triumph of life. I love many things about his life, and and I think I'm the actor to bring it to the screen, and uh, and I want to be, and I'll be right for it for, for, for another 10 years, and, and then I'll be too old. Yeah. So I, I, would, lo- I would love to do it, and uh, he's a personality I would love to play, and uh, I love the way he talks. He talks so Russian and so in the back of his throat, and he talks very, very very adolescently sort of sounding, you know, and uh, I just, I just loved him. Well, you just and, passed uh, my audition. You've got it. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, that's the part I want to play. How much fun was playing Junior Marsh on the Righteous Gemstones? Just a fantastic show. Oh, thank you so much. You know, that was my favorite part, my favorite job I ever had in my whole career. 
was that wow. part because of that character, those that script, that cast, Danny. Everything about that whole situation was just God-given. It was like, okay, oh, you want to be an actor? Here's the perfect job. And I couldn't believe it. And I just reveled in it every single day I was there. Tell me about this challenging film you did. It was uh, actually actually was released in the fall. It was a film called My Last Best Friend, where you took on a dual role, which is always a huge challenge. Well, it's really spooky. And I had a director that I trusted after spending time with him. And he shot it, and he shot it well. And I got to say, if you want to see an actor play two parts, have a conversation with himself, and it's real, see this movie, My Last Best Friend. And uh, it's beautifully shot. Uh, and uh, I'm okay in it. I'm not bad. It's a fun movie to watch, man, My Last Best Friend. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I'm one of those people who only started watching the long-running series Suits recently on Netflix, and it's gained such popularity, I was pleasantly surprised by your several-episode arc. And and as a matter of fact, you really stole every scene, so I'm glad that they kept bringing you back for more. How nice of you. Thank you so much. That was the hardest job I ever had. Really? Because all those... All those characters talk in monologues. So you go home and you learn your line. And you show up and you, and you rewrite. So you have to shoot that hour. And so that that job was always playing catch-up. And it was so hard. But that cast was so cool. It was a lot of fun to be with them. But uh, it was the hardest job I ever had. Yeah. It's it's interesting, isn't it, that it's it's gained such popularity now that it's on a streaming service that people can can just kind of binge it and don't have to worry about commercials and all that stuff. Well, it'll just going to show you that quality will always rise above the heap. When you got your first Golden Globe nomination for 1978's King of the Gypsies, did you feel like you had arrived in Hollywood? Were you so young that you thought, "Hey, I'm something now"? Well, it was weird because I was nominated as best newcomer. It was the last year they had that they had that category, and I was nominated as best newcomer. And uh, I was very proud of myself, but I I was a newcomer and I felt like a newcomer. And I'd made one movie and it made a lot of noise, but it was only one movie, and I knew that. And and I knew I hadn't arrived yet. I was just making a slot for myself. I was aware of that. Sure. We talked about your role in The Pope of Greenwich Village with Mickey Rourke. Was that kind of, I can just imagine, was kind of that first time where you were really collaborating with another actor and working out scenes? Because it sure looked like it. Well, I got offered that movie in January of that year, and I got the book and the script, and it said, pick a part, Paulie or Charlie. So I read the book and I read the script, and I picked Paulie, and they said, okay, well, uh, Okay, okay, then you're Polly. We, uh, we wanted you to pick Charlie. And I said, why? And he said, because he's handsome, he's leading man, all this. And I said, yeah, but Polly's a better part. And he said, yeah. if, if, uh, if you think so, that's all we care about. And I said, but I'm not going to play him as written. You know, he's like, he's a written as a tough thug. Uh, that's kind of cliche. And I'm going to play him as a mama's boy who wants to be a tough thug. And they said, Eric, we're hiring you because it's you. Whatever you want to do, you do. So that's what I did. Some of the things you're doing, it, like you have more time, but tell me about Pie Bake Shop by Morgan Simons. Very close to your heart. It's my bonus.
Simon's daughter, Morgan Simons, owns a bake shop called Pie, P-I, Pie Bake Shop, the pie sign. Yeah. And uh, she makes sweet and and savory pies, and they are the best pies in North America. So have all of her customers stated. And uh, yeah, she's my she's my favorite baker. She uh, she does food for a bunch of my movies, and she uh, she she uh, caters movies, and uh, she owns her own catering company and pie bake shop and all this stuff. And she's a chef, and that's Morgan, my um, my bonus daughter. We've talked about Keaton Simons before. Tell me about his uh, music, because I know you can find out more on Insta and X. The, uh, the music for Jingle Smells. And you can find the Keaton all over YouTube. And he's currently on tour with Brett Young. And he plays a lot with Tony Luca. And uh, and he's just, he's just a big, fat rock and roll star these days. Does he ever ask you to come up on stage? Uh, no. And uh, I would I would never go if he did. I would die first. It would be <laughs> awful because that is, that, is, that is not my venue, yeah. buddy. <laughs> um, it's Eric Roberts. His latest is Jingle Smells with Jim Brewer, John Schneider, and a, and a whole big cast. Uh, Victoria Jackson, by the way, too. And it's playing on Rumble. Eric, it's always great to catch up with you. Have a great holiday. I love hanging out with you. You too, pal. Peace right. out. I always enjoy talking to Eric. And by the way, check out his Instagram page because he makes some really great comments about the industry that he's in. That finishes this episode of the Fake Show Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you back here next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.